0: La fondule fait tic-tac-tic-tic, les oiseaux du lac pic pac pic pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons, et la jolie cloche ding-ding-don. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille
1: hey bonjour rugby friends and welcome to a new and very fast edition of french rugby connection podcast uh reason being my co-host mike p he's been so busy speaking with his publisher regarding his uh, new french book about rugby that has been really difficult to get hold of him and also, and also, my goodness, I had a small accident with my new car yesterday. So we've had a few problems catching up. But no worries, it will be back next week, nice and fresh, and we will deep dive in incredible, passionate, and exciting world of the top 14 just very quickly so regarding the top 14 right now three teams have won their two games Stade Toulousain Racing 92 and Castre in terms of the classification I beg your pardon the ranking the classement so surprise surprise we have the Stade Toulousain followed by Racing 92 then Castres, Olympique Montpellier Section Paloise, which is Pau, Lyon Rugby, Union, Bordeaux-Bègles, number eight, Brive, then followed by Perpignan and Biarritz, and then the last four are, surprisingly enough, Toulon, Clermont, Stade Rochelet, and Stade Francais Rugby. So tomorrow, the weekend number three, journée numéro 3 as we like calling it, We'll start again, but in the meantime, guess what? I didn't have Mike Pierce, but instead I had Luke Pierce. I know, no relation. Well, you never know because Luke was born 33 years ago in Wales, in Pontypool, (laughs) <laughs> but he told me that he only spent two days of his life in Pontypool before moving to, to Exeter. So again, I was extremely delighted to speak with him because Luke Pierce is a very talented, excellent communicator, and very humble international referee. and he, he spent 15 minutes of his valuable time, whereas he should have been sleeping in his bed. <laughs> As he was phoning me from all the way from Australia as is refing the Southern Hemisphere International. Last week, he was uh, refing Australia versus South Africa. And uh, guess what? Commentata- commentator said that it was a pleasure to hear a new voice in Australian rugby. And other people have said that he has mannerism of Wayne Barnes, strong on-field commentary for the players, which he, which is great. But having said that... I think that uh, Luke Pierre speaks uh, French better than than Wayne Barnes, but again, you know, I think he's he's only thirty three years old, but he's got a long way ahead of him of being a, a great international referee. So I hope you will really enjoy my chat with him, rugby friends. Bonjour. Hi, Veronica. How are you?
0: I'm
1: very well. I shall say bonsoir, Luke.
0: <laughs> exactly. It is uh yeah, it's pretty late here already. I do 8.30 pretty... already, so
1: I do apologize because I've been so involved, you know, since the top 14 has started. So that's why I had my laptop, you know, set up on the French time. So I do apologize. I, it's very <laughs> late in the day. And, and I would like to thank you for being my, yeah, my very first guest on French Rugby Connections. Because last year you were due to be in, but we had a few technical problems. So thank you very much for not forgetting about me, Luke.
0: No problem at all. No worries.
1: And Luke, tell me, so what are you doing in Australia? The rugby
0: championship. So I refereed Australia-South Africa last weekend. I'm on touch again this weekend for Australia-South Africa again. And Mm -hmm. then I referee New Zealand-South Africa next Saturday.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. And how does it differ from uh, referring in the Heineken Champions Cup, for instance?
0: It's different. Test rugby is always um, a step above. You know, it's quicker, it's more physical, it's lots of big moments and big decisions so it's just important that you try and get those right and it's the the amount of people that watch obviously international rugby is again more than than the the european cup stuff so it's yeah it's 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 where you want to be as a referee it's where you want to be performing but it is also a challenge as well
1: right and what does it finish
0: This finishes 25th of september
1: Okay, and then you'll be back in the UK in a perfect Albion. Exactly.
0: So I go, I go home. I have a week off or two weeks off, and then I'm straight back into Premiership and European Cup. Then starts in December.
1: Yes, brilliant, brilliant. So Luke, so obviously we've been in touch before, and you know, as I said to you many times, I'm really impressed by the level of French. That you have now when refereeing the European League, and you're even better than Wernbarts. But can tell me more about you. What was your journey to become an, an international rugby uh, referee? I
0: I played at the junior level when I was really young, and then I just started to to referee locally in in Exeter in Devon, where I'm from, and I just slowly worked my way up the ladder, and yeah, so professional now with the RFU for 11 years.
1: Wow, um, and which, le-
0: you know it's crazy to think it's been that long but it's I'm 33 now and I was 20 yeah 22 when I started there
1: were you were you one of the youngest refs at that stage
0: yeah I think so obviously there are some guys now who are getting onto the scene who are younger as well but this job is about trying to survive for as long as you can at the highest level because there is so much happening and so many so much media attention and media focus now on on rugby that it's important that you just do your best to stay in the job as long as you can
1: and i have to say luke or Luc, sorry for my pronunciation or luke like french would say is that i've been really really impressed by your style of riffing you know in the last year referring the heineken shop you are very clear on what you're trying to achieve and also you know you have started speaking french so tell me about learning french what was a trigger luke i don't think it
0: was a trigger i think it's important that whenever you spend Time in a different country that you try and speak their language, and we spend a lot of time, in, mo- mainly because of the European Cup. And it, it's just I I learned basic French in school, and then I was lucky that when I joined the RFU 11 years ago, that we had a French teacher coming to the coming to Twickenham once a week. So in the last couple of years, I just thought it was really important that we just give it a go just to try and speak it. And I'm sure, as everyone knows, with, with languages, the more that you try and the more you spend time there the easier it slowly becomes and um you know i'm still improving i still want to improve but i think it just makes a big difference when people see you trying to make an effort to speak it rather than just trying to thing at all and i think i think that's really important in our job
1: i agree 100 percent as well and when barnes as well you know officiate as well in, in french and so tell me a few words in french in that you use on a regular basis when you refer some some heineken uh, rugby <laughs> je ne
0: sais je sais pas um, no, je le match yes um short short the oui, captain um aussi le, le, dans also the the top 14 I think beaucoup de of beaucoup le anglais alors france par exemple at on or at Toulouse, the français alors c'est très important pour the le, pour la connexion avant le match on he, he, he knows I'm trying to. He knows I'm trying to speak and get along with him. In- it's language so like it's really important but no it's definitely it's definitely got room for improvement it's not perfect but it'll, it's coming on slowly
1: it's better it's even better than my english you know i've been living here for donkey donkey or donkey's years for many many years anyway that's amazing and i think you you spot it on so you were saying you know i will translate quickly is that you felt that uh, it was really pivotal for you to be able to speak you know some some french especially when you were reffing clermont because the head coach didn't speak a word of English, is that correct?
0: Yeah, so, so the coaches speak French and I'm sure they speak English as well, but if they see you trying to make an effort to speak French, then they will make an effort with you in English. And I think it just helps build that connection between the coach and the referee, which is really important.
1: 100%. And, you know, I picked up on the fact that you said, you know, the young, younger generations such as are pretty good at uh, speaking English, and I've spotted that as well i think it's because of the fact you know they watch you know lots of uh, series on netflix which are not dubbed and youtube and so on and yeah i i i've noticed mm-hmm. that for the older generation it's a bit it was it's, it's a bit more difficult you know so it's but it's always seen uh, being being beneficial when you try to make an effort in in speaking french so yeah. uh so will you be
0: especially in, in, yes especially with the french teams the french teams are very passionate they're very um, you know the French rugby is, is so good and so unique that if they see people trying, then it's a big, bigger, big accomplishment rather than not trying at all. I think.
1: Right. So, how do you keep up with your French? Do you take some classes on Duolingo, or you just?
0: Yeah, I, I, with all that, we obviously we travel a lot,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I listen to podcasts, or I listen to some of the some of the French lessons on on podcasts or on the internet, and mm-hmm. just try to keep up. I also read, I read a lot of the, the French newspapers and the, I don't understand most of it, but I can pick up quite a lot of words and mm-hmm. phrases, or, especially with the rugby, obviously the rugby at the moment for top 14 is on Premier Sport and yes, it's hard to watch, so it's important that we keep up to date with the results and, and how the matches are. So yeah, I try to read to keep and just try and keep an keep awareness of what's happening.
1: That's absolutely amazing. You know, you're a real star, I have to say. And in terms of, you know, refereeing an English game in the Premier League versus uh, refereeing, you know, Heineken, what are the main differences you see? I
0: think the main difference for the European Cup is it, it, it's a, you have four matches in the pool stage and then it is a knockout. So every single game that you, that you referee in the Heineken Cup is so important. The Premiership is obviously very important, but it's a long season. It's 20, 22 matches. It's semi-finals, finals. So if a team lose one game in a season, then it's not the end of the tournament. Whereas in the, in the Heineken Cup, if they lose one match, it could be the whole, the whole tournament could be over for them. And it's such a unique and special competition that you know that it's the, it's the one level below international so it's, it's so important to the teams players want to win that that Heineken Cup which is so you know as I was as I saw in May it means so so much to everybody so you you know the importance you know the history and it, that's that's the big difference for me is that is that knockout factor compared to a long league season
1: yeah it's very much you know like the uh, UFA uh, champion league which started yesterday which I bet you're a football yeah. fan are you are you as well
0: yeah, I try to
1: watch it. Who, who do you support? Time, Tell me. I'm
0: from Exeter, so I'm, I'm Exeter City, but they are leading,
1: <laughs> <league. laughs> okay.
0: They are very good, but it, uh, they're certainly not near the
1: Champions League. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Horses for horses or horses for courses are things something like that, you know. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Yes. And for our listeners who haven't heard too much about you, can you recapitulate, recap, you know, the main European games that you refed last season?
0: Yeah, so I was I was lucky enough to referee the final um, Toulouse and La Rochelle at, at Twickenham, which was really special. Yes. When you work in Twickenham and, and that's your office, to also do the European Cup final there was very special. Before that, I did the Clermont and Toulouse um, quarter, and then obviously we were in the Six Nations. I refereed Ireland France, and France, Wales, France. It's a lot of time spent in France and racing in, in Ospreys and racing in Edinburgh. So yeah, we, I spent a lot of time in France refereeing French teams this year. So I hope to. Once we're back from our European or international, I hope to be straight back into the fold for, for, for games in November.
1: Yeah, brilliant. It's starting soon. Yeah, can't wait. We need, we need some rugby to keep us going. And in terms of rugby related matter, if you were to give an advice to somebody that that would like to become a referee which advice would you give to a a young person I I
0: think when I joined I I never thought it would become my job I joined because it was my hobby and I still find it's still my hobby obviously it it helps pay my bills now but um, (laughs) I do it because I enjoy it and I think that's the main the main thing, to if anything you do is because you, you enjoy doing it, and even if as a young referee you got to do as many games as possible, it's because experience, like any job, is the most important. But but that enjoyment part is huge, and if you if you enjoy every single game that you do, then if you end up climbing the ladder and making the top, then fantastic. But if you don't, then you can still enjoy every single level of rugby anyway, which is which is most important.
1: I think when Barton needs to watch his back. To be perfectly honest, he's 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 soon going to be retired anyway.
0: Barty, Bart is a good friend of mine. And we were <laughs> we were laughing after World Cup in Japan. and We thought maybe he'd retire, but now he's. Means- He's fitter now than he's ever been, and he's certainly set to the level from the top. And it's good to be chasing him. One day, hopefully, we'll we'll, we'll be able to be the same level but we will see
1: I would call it a middle middle age syndrome, you know. <laughs> but anyways, between you, you and me, you no, know, nobody will hear that. And is there a game that really, really had an impact on you in terms of refereeing, you know, over the last, let's say, five years? Um, yeah,
0: like games will never some games will never be perfect and everyone is aware of that the World Cup is probably something that I will always remember being picked for the World Cup and refereeing games there in Japan, but to me the most important is, you know, my my first Six Nations game, I'll I'll always remember it was Italy versus Scotland and then obviously to finish last season Six Nations with the the potential Grand Slam game in Paris, Uh, France and Wales will will always, it'll be better this year I think because hopefully supporters will be back in the stadium, but
1: yes um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the, the Six Nations games will always will always be very special
1: to me. They are indeed. And do you have any rituals before a Six no. Nations game at all? Because I know some players, you know, they like putting their socks in a special way. I know Bini Vinipula likes having a shower before each game. He likes being clean. Wayne Barnes, I've got no idea, but I know that once he forgot his socks and his shoes... <laughs> <laughs> when he reffed <laughs> a game at Toulouse, was, so somebody had to uh, to let him win. But uh, do you have any... any? Uh... The,
0: most, the, most in, the most important part I enjoy is after a game is having a couple of beers with my team and relaxing. That's the most important part for me because you try your best on the field. You hope that it will be good enough. Sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes it goes well. You try your best. But I, the most important part for me is after the game and making sure that you enjoy the company of your team and then before you, before you go home.
1: And do you happen to socialize with the opponents as well, with the teams after we, the game? We
0: try to. You know, it's it's difficult. Obviously, the whole COVID thing changed that a bit. But that's a special thing with internationals normally that you get the post-match meal and you get the speeches and you can see players and coaches out of the environment on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for example, we spent um, when we arrived in Australia, we had to quarantine with the Argentina and South Africa teams. And it was just amazing to st- be with them for two weeks they realize that referees are human and they're normal and um i think that you know that goes a long way sometimes because when we're on the pitch it's very difficult we we make decisions and some people like them and some people don't like them but then think when they can see that we're actually human beings it makes it makes a big difference
1: 100 percent. and as you know i had a kitty kitty what is his full name you know on my podcast Uh, Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he was saying exactly the same thing is that, first of all, let's not forget is that rugby referees are rugby lovers. You love the games okay. and you ended up being a rugby referee because you love the game <laughs> exactly. and you love the rules. But obviously, you know, it's 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 a, it's a privilege for you to be on the pitch and, you know, refing, you know, some of the best world teams. So, uh, yeah, k- kudos. Would you would you agree with this statement?
0: Definitely, you know, that's, it's 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 something that you don't, you get into re- refereeing rugby because you really enjoy the game. When you end up refereeing at these amazing stadiums and in front of crowds and the best players in the world, then you really feel how lucky you are. Um, and then you just hope the game goes well and you hope there are no big wrong decisions and, and then you can walk away and, and enjoy after the game.
1: Yes, you feel blessed. I mean, it's such a <laughs> privileged position to be in most of the time, <laughs> most of the time. So... Luke, is it Jérôme Garcès who retired yeah. and now is part of Fabien Gattier team advice, Les Bleus how best to behave with with the referee do you think yes. it's a good tactic good strategy from uh, Fabien Gatier no,
0: definitely uh, and every, every team does it in a different way, for example I know with the England team that between Wayne, myself and Matthew Carley we go in with the England team maybe once every three or four months just to make sure that what they're doing um, is correct and trying to help them making sure that, that we can put the best kind of rugby on the field in when, when games start and yeah I think once people realise that it's not referees against teams it's actually working together to get the best outcome and I think teams have realised that more and more now
1: uh, Absolutely. which is so important yeah, so how do you say okay I'm going to test your French or rugby French now as you know I've got a rugby French lesson every week with Mike Pierce, your long lost relative, no, actually you're not related. But you are from you were born in Wales originally, is that correct?
0: I was, yeah. Yeah. My family were born in Wales and I was there for about a day before I moved to Exeter. Okay. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> it's, it's the same
0: thing that comes out every time I read Free Wales, but I could I, I work for the English and I've lived in England for all, all,
1: all but two days of my early life. Imagine being Welsh; you would have been the the new Nigel Owen. So I'm glad that you are <laughs> you, you are British. But I, I'm neutral; I'm French. And so, how how are you feeling now? Are you excited by the Autumn International? How do you prepare for that? Do you have some regular weekly meeting at the RFU with all the? How yeah. does it work?
0: So we're in Twickenham every Monday, Tuesdays. Yes obviously not at the moment because I'm in Australia yes. preparing for the, the New Zealand-South Africa game and when I get home from here I will have two weeks off and then we will find out our autumn international games hopefully in the next couple of weeks and then it's all down to referee back in the Premiership and prepare then for November. Mm-hmm. After November then it's the same again, you go back to Premiership and European Cup and hope that your performances are good enough to get into Six Nations. So that's the, that's the cycle of how we work it's a, yeah. It's, it's it's good. It's very professional. It's very thorough, and I think people
1: realise that now. It's a it's a profession. It's not just a, it's not a walk in the park by any means. It's a it's a very very thorough process for every weekend. Definitely, so many rules. You know that abide the rules. And have you heard about the new rules to the top fourteen as well?
0: Yeah, and yeah, I saw from the weekend a drop goal in the clermont Cast game yeah. from from the dropout. And we, we and it's great to see people are now doing new things with the laws and the game mm. hopefully will become more and more exciting and more and more people will watch it and it will become bigger and bigger. That's the, that's the whole aim of these laws.
1: And finally, no, I couldn't leave you without testing your wonderful rugby French. So <laughs> just a few words. How do you say let go? Uh, Laché. Yeah, very good. I hear him. How do you say a really easy one? The Derby. Derby? Le, le
0: Derby. Le
1: Derby. Yeah. <laughs> a, a ref? Uh, arbitre? An arbitre. yeah, that's right. Uh, scrum half? Ooh,
0: um,
1: that's correct. And may I suggest, may I guess, were you a scrum half in your uh, early rugby career? Or am I wrong? I was. I <laughs> yes, was <laughs> I got it. You yes, see, it was... more than a pretty face. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Brilliant. Hence your, uh, your energy, your strategy, your high... Um, brain cells and so on. I got it straight away. Yes, good one. <laughs> Thank
0: you
1: very much. Hey, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. I wish you all the best in Australia and I hope to meeting you very, very soon at Twickenham or somewhere in France.
0: Definitely. Merci Vareik and I um, look forward to seeing you in Europe.
1: Yes, you bet. Okay. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Merci. 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 beaucoup. Bye-bye. So rugby friends, I hope you enjoy this fast. And furious, well, maybe not furious, and feisty, (laughs) a French rugby connection without my uh, delightful uh, Welsh co-host who couldn't make it, but he'll be back. And we'll have a deep dive, a double dose of French rugby... Uh, top 14 next weekend and of course I'll have another guest so surprise, surprise so you all have a great weekend and I look forward to speaking with all of you next weekend with Monsieur Mike Pierce Au revoir La fait
0: Les du lac les Et la jolie cloche ding avec lui, dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.